Well, I found that I was repeating myself in class, and I teach a class called Management 401, mainly for graduating seniors. So I decided that I would uh, add some video podcasts so I wouldn't have to repeat myself. And um, typically the students are graduating and they get very, very nervous toward the end of the semester. So I thought, well, I'll try a podcast of repeats, things that I've said in the syllabus and also said in class, and maybe uh, they can see a video of it. Uh, they won't get so nervous. Well, I did a survey, and uh, of the students that actually saw the podcast, uh, it was overwhelmingly positive. Most of the students did use the podcast. Also, uh, since they're graduating seniors, uh, a lot of times they're distracted, and sometimes they're looking at their laptop or talking to a classmate, and they don't quite get it when I say it in class. And so being able to see it again um, was quite comforting. Well, um, I tried doing podcasts sort of the, in the middle of the semester assignments, and I did a couple, and I said, what do you think? And the students came back and said, would you put up all the other assignments? And so they almost got where they depended on the podcast. And uh, I, normally when I teach in summer school, I get pretty good teaching evaluations because I have more time with the students. Well, the first time I tried podcast uh, was in the fall, and the course evaluations were a lot higher than normal. And particularly uh, the category of teacher explains the, assi the assignments well. And that was a little higher. Well, I have a little bit of experience editing using a Macintosh. So I used the Mac to do pretty much all of the editing. Sarah Gardiel and Donna Potts asked if I would do a, an M a podcast for their MBA program. And I decided to try uh, editing the podcast using uh, PC software like Camtasia and uh, Adobe Premiere. And there was a little bit more of a learning curve. It was a lot easier to do it with the, the iMovie and, uh, and the Apple editing software. My first attempt was to do podcasts just to make students more comfortable. So it was something that was a nice little add-on to the course. Uh, I, I went to Infocom a few weeks ago and it would have been nice, I had to miss a week of classes over the summer, and it would have been nice if I'd done the uh, lectures ahead of time. And uh, it, I think my summer session would not have been so crowded. Uh, what I'd like to do is podcasts of things that I repeat every semester. For example, how do you do a, a case? What's the way that you should lay out preparing for a case? or how do you write a really good report, things that the students do every time. We did a video podcast describing the full-time MBA program. And of course, this was requested by Sarah Gardiel and Donna Potts. They'd heard about podcasts and knew that I'd done some, and they wanted to try and see how a podcast of the overview of the full-time MBA program would go. And we did two versions. We did a, a flash video and posted it on the full-time MBA website. And we also did podcasts. Uh, LaSalle University in Philadelphia was looking to redo their MBA program and they saw that video podcast. And they contacted Glenn, the director of the MBA program, and said that it had uh, uh, provided so much information and they used that video as a structure for re redoing their own MBA program. And that's kind of a nice little story.
there are uses. Uh, when I went to Infocom, I heard of uh, Clemson using uh, podcast to do lectures with remote speakers, speakers in other cities. Uh, they also use podcasts for students to create a video portfolio, uh, a portfolio of sometimes uh, their best presentations. And uh, they said that students can convey more of their personality uh, on a video than sometimes they can in a resume. They also used uh, podcasts in the nursing school for things that are taught pretty much the same every semester. Uh, podcast on how to wash your hands before uh, going into surgery, or a podcast on how to put on latex gloves. And the, uh, the guy, the professor, at uh, Infocom was the dean of the, of the whole college, uh, including the nursing school, and he was uh, really uh, excited about podcasts. Um, faculty who are, who are concerned uh, about doing podcasts, uh, I would uh, say that if they're a Macintosh user, they probably know how to do video editing. And, uh, but there are some, some very powerful uh, PC programs uh, like Camtasia, and we used Camtasia to do voiceover PowerPoint, and it was fairly easy and fairly intuitive. And we used um, Adobe Premiere to do video editing, and so it was uh, fairly, uh, fairly simple. Um, I'm on the committee for the new uh, Glocker Business Building, and we, uh, we're looking at some uh, capture uh, programs uh, by Accordant and Sound Foundry to uh, sort of create, uh, our goal would be to create a one-button uh, situation where uh, a professor could come into the classroom, press the one button, it would automatically capture what he says and also uh, capture his uh, or her um, computer. So it's creating a, a rich media and at Clemson University had, they have a very, very simple system where all the professor has to do is just walk in and they pushes a, pushes a button and uh, everything is captured and very easily uh, indexed and archived. Well I was concerned um, when I thought about doing podcasts that uh, had two concerns. One, I didn't want to do a podcast just because it was the latest gimmick, latest gadget. I wanted to do something that actually meant something to the students and I'd read some some stories about podcasting and, and not all of them were positive so I wanted to do something that was very very positive so I positioned the podcast for only the better students and those are the ones who get nervous at the in the middle of the semester and of course um, also wanted to see whether I had uh, a true positive effect and normally in the in the summers um, I get fairly good teaching evaluations and in the fall and the spring because there are more students and not quite as much time the evaluations go down. Well I noticed in the, in the fall semester that the teaching evaluations went up and they were similar to those that I get in the summer and then in the spring I didn't do the podcast and uh, the teaching evaluations dropped and I know that's not a statistical uh, sampling but uh, there was a difference uh, and uh, if, you, if I were to put statistics on the evaluation, I think they would be statistically significant. And in the fall when I did the sampling, of course I asked students to, to do the survey uh, and it was overwhelmingly positive, but uh, again, that wasn't statistical. And 
the reason I didn't do a sampling, I didn't want to do something with some students and not with others. I either wanted to try it with all the students or not do it with all the students. And in the spring, uh, the evaluations just weren't as, uh, weren't as uh, high and the, especially in the, in the comments from the students, I don't think the students really understood the assignments as well. So in my opinion, the podcasts were very effective. Well, I was um, thinking about doing podcasts and I'd created some videos for the students. And uh, I was asking, you know, how do I link uh, to the internet and how easy would it be and I um, talked to the ITC people and found out there was a ball casting site and it was just as simple as logging on uh, using my net ID and uh, the site uh, very easily let me upload my video and uh, gave me a link and I posted those links on Blackboard and, and the students found it to be fairly easy to view the video and the ones who uh, had iTunes, uh, was they were able to view the videos pretty quickly. And if the students had, didn't have iTunes but had QuickTime, they were able to, to view them that way. So I found the process uh, very painless.